Hello, I'm Taylor Rudell, a fashion media major and communications and advertising minor at SMU. Welcome to Hello Hilltop. So today I'm interviewing Professor Ann Westwick, who teaches dance here at Meadow School of the Arts and also co-leads a study abroad program every summer in Bali, Indonesia, where she teaches yoga. She is very passionate about the intriguing notions of the Balinese and loves when students absorbs the culture through the courses they take once arrived to the island. The three-week program is packed full of entertainment and information, which is taught best through experience. Anne is going to help us shine some light on the wonderful elements Bali has to offer. So Anne, you have been traveling to Bali, Indonesia every summer for quite some time now. What about it keeps bringing you back? Well, I am, I am passionate about Bali and about Bali's culture. Um, obviously, it's a beautiful island. There's all this natural uh, beauty that really inspires me and kind of reawakens this uh, kind of childlike wonder that sometimes, you know, um, gets lost when we're just going through our day-to-day -day experience. But also, besides the beautiful rice terraces and the beaches and the temples, um, volcanoes, you know, these kind of natural, epic kind of things. Uh, I also just am intrigued by the people and the culture because I find them, um, as an artist myself, they've figured out how to embed the arts in their culture um, in a way that we still haven't figured out how to do. And so, I'm, you know, every single time I kind of learn something new, um, they invite us into their culture. They're really warm, welcoming uh, people. And I feel like they've got uh, kind of just this Zen patience about them um, that also kind of wears off in a wonderful way on us as we go there. And in Bali, you teach yoga and you help with the dance class and you kind of touched on this, but why do you think the arts are so important in the Balinese culture? Well, they're just integrated into everything they do. So uh, the wonderful thing is that the kids learn dance and they learn um, a very specific uh, type of uh, Balinese music called gamelan and how to play the drums and how to play the flute. So they learn all these things as kids. Um, and then with every single village ceremony, and there seems to be ceremonies all the time happening in Bali, um, which is kind of awesome. And they, you know, they will drop everything um, for a ceremony. That is the most, uh, that takes precedent over, over everything. And the arts are the way that they um, honor their gods, the way that they honor their ancestors, um, and they honor the whatever the ceremony is about. So um, it's really kind of even less about um, entertainment or, or creating something for other people and more for um, this, this idea of honoring, um, which I think is kind of awesome. Yes. And another course students take is a history of Bali class that is taught by a Balinese man named Wyon. He even is seen on Keeping Up with the Kardashians reality show when he was their tour guide when they visited. So clearly Wyon brings an element that no other professor could to this program. What concepts does he use to help the students better understand the Balinese culture? Well, we are super lucky to have Wyon. Um, we actually had Wyon uh, far before uh, the Kardashians, and he's been a um, he's been a close friend of ours, but also um, uh, just you know a, a, an awesome teacher for our for our group. Um, and one of the things that he can do is that he can he was uh, educated in the West, so he got his master's in. Um, music ethnicology in the United States. 
So his, uh, obviously his language school skills are amazing and he understands um, young Americans, but he also is a respected kind of elder in his own village and one of the um, kind of the trainers for the young dancers and the young musicians. And so he really can bridge these two, these two worlds really well for our um, SME students. Um, and you know, he just seems to know everybody on the island which is really awesome. And he knows every site on the island. I mean, he is embedded in that culture. Um, and he's very, very friendly and outgoing. And so he just um, has a way of inviting us into his own village ceremonies, whether it's a wedding or, or um, whatever. And I feel like uh, because it's Wyon, the whole village really accepts us um, and embraces us, you know, as kind of learners of their culture, but also just as friends, like new friends to mm -hmm. their village. Um, so it can be, it allows us to have um, this idea of learning by being um, immersed in it, rather than this idea of learning from kind of looking at it from the outside um, mm -hmm. and not having that authentic experience. Yeah, so in their culture, there are numerous unique aspects that many Westerners like us do not realize until they are immersed in their society. But what are some of your personal favorite traditions that you partake in in Bali? Well, there's all kinds of ceremonies. There seems to be ceremonies for everything in Bali. Um, one of my favorites is uh, called the Pandang ceremony. And it's uh, in a really special traditional village uh, where they've kind of kept their traditional um, way of life and their unique ceremonies. And this one involves um, kind of long, spiky aloe leaves. And it's a coming-of-age ceremony for young boys. Not young boys, really. They're, they're young men. Um, and they, they fight. And it's not even really a faux fight. They really fight with these, these aloe kind of like leaves. Um, and it looks kind of uh, alarming. But they're, but they're doing it with, you know, such, you know, smiles on their face and faces and everybody's cheering them on. And so it's this, it's this really kind of community building um, thing. But I have to say, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Um, and it's just nice to be in that traditional village as well. Right. Uh, I also uh, love watching, I know this sounds weird, uh, maybe <laughs> to Americans, but in Bali, the cremation ceremony, um, is really um, a joyful ceremony honoring the dead and their kind of their path um, going on to their next life. And uh, you know they they prepare for months and months for these cremation ceremonies. And it's a whole different, uh, it's a very different, unique kind of uh, ceremony where they parade through the streets and they they've spent months building this giant, uh, in most cases, kind of a giant bull kind of effigy. And then they burn that um, in a big kind of funeral pyre, which again sounds really gross, but it's, uh, I mean, it's all done with this, this sense of kind of acceptance of life's, um, you know, path and, uh, and joy. So it's, it's really fascinating to watch. So some other activities that are popular is puppet making and batik making. And for our listeners, a batik, a batik is an Indonesian technique of wax resist dyeing applied to a cloth to make it a piece of art. So what are, do you know what um, about these specialties enrich the culture and why is it chair? Why is, why is this such a cherished occupation? Well, um, both, both of those, uh, both puppet making and batik making 
you know, they've been practiced for probably a thousand years. And so this is a, a really honored artistic expression uh, by the Balinese. And it, originally the batik, um, it was only done in three colors, kind of like brown and indigo and kind of this cream. And now, of course, it's expanded. Um, and you still see um, batik primarily on sarongs, which all the Balinese wear at every single ceremony. Um, so, you know, the, the kind of the more uh, elaborate batiks were worn for more um, kind of elaborate ceremonies. So I think that it also kind of, you know, people could kind of show off their, their skills in batik. Um, but now it's, it's, you see batiks in all colors and, and um, wall hangings and all kinds of different things. And I think the puppet making, um, that's also been a really long uh, tradition and it's kind of passed down from one generation to the next. Um, and, uh, you know, originally it was uh, a combination of entertainment for the villagers, but also uh, it told the stories of the um, Hindu epics, you know, like the Ramayana. And it, uh, you know, this was their way of kind of storytelling and, and passing down um, whether it was morals or ways to behave or stories. Um, and, you know, you still can find some... Um, some kind of puppet shows now, but uh, they're in languages, I think, for the most part that we don't understand because <laughs> most of it was uh, kind of in Sanskrit. And um, uh, even the locals, I think, maybe don't understand it as well now. <laughs> and at the end of the program, the students put on a performance to showcase what they have learned, including dance and flute and hand drums and various other instruments. So performances like that are prominent in this part of the world. What other shows are favored in the Balinese society? Well, you know, most of their, uh, their artistic performances within the villages are kind of tied in with the ceremonies, of course. So they're, they're less um, about entertainment per se. Um, but, then, but now they've kind of expanded that idea and they do have performances for um, entertainment, whether it's for tourists or for um, you know, locals, and now they've got uh, uh, Chak, which is a, you know, relatively new uh, form of uh, both kind of oral music and movement, uh, and they also call that monkey chant, and um, all the men learn to, in fact, we tried this, I think, in our, uh, with Wayan in our, in our classes, uh, learning how to interlock the sound of check, 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 and, and with kind of rhythmic specificity. Um, uh, and it's it's fascinating to watch, and and the performances now are uh, done just with torch lights, um, and they also have some dancing involved with that as well. And so those are fun to watch. Um, the Rindic performances now are also uh, kind of a more relatively new thing, and they're these giant bamboo instruments, and they have a really unique sound. Um, and some are some are these huge bamboo uh, things, or some are small bamboo, and and uh, so they also integrate some dance with that. And uh, those are both for tourists and for the village. So out of all the sites that the program sees, what is your favorite location? Oh, that's super tough. <laughs> um, I mean, I have favorites, I guess. I love going to um, uh, Turtu and Pool, which is the water temple. And uh, it's fun because uh, you get to get into the water in your sarong, of course, in your sash. You've got to be, you know, properly dressed um, because it's it's ceremonial. So the families will come with kids and grandma and wherever, 
and they will all get in the water um, and bless themselves with the uh, fountain water. Um, so I really enjoy seeing that. And of course, it's in a beautiful jungly surrounding. Um, I also love uh, Ganung Kawi uh, Temple. And you walk all the way down this rice terrace uh, valley. And there are these carvings in the, um, in the cliff, in the, in the kind of the uh, river valley that are super old and, and super uh, ornate and interesting. Um, and it's fun because Wyan, of course, will come down with us and talk about, you know, what all the um, carvings mean and, and uh, when they started. Uh, of course, we love going to the rice terraces um, and maybe going to a coffee plantation, get a little uh, Bali coffee and- The Lewitt uh, coffee? Yes, <laughs> not a fan of that, but it's <laughs> unusual. Uh, Luwak coffee, yes, from the Luwak animal poop. Uh, so yes, we avoid that. But uh, I also love the waterfalls in Munduk, um, walking to those and, and getting into the pool. Um, just something as simple as the Ubud art market is fun to cruise through and just see all the, yeah. you know, kind of the amazing different forms of, of art that the Balinese people are making and selling <laughs> yeah and speaking of abood because that's where most of the study abroad program occurs how has the coronavirus impacted the indonesian city well we've spoken to wyan recently actually um and they've been you know they've been very careful because they're an island so they they have the ability to control it so i think they really um closed off a lot of tourist uh travel to bali and uh wyan said that really you know it's it's like Bali 20 years ago. So it's very, very quiet. I think the villagers are still uh, doing their thing, but um, you know, the rest of the island, sorry, my phone is going up. The rest of the island is really um, kind of closed to visitors. Uh, in fact, it's gonna be closed to visitors uh, until January 1st. Um, wow. I know, boo-hoo. <laughs> so, uh, but we're hoping that, you know, things will, um, because they've been so safe uh, on Bali, they haven't really, you know, had a lot of uh, sickness, which is really nice. Um, and so we're hoping to get back into our Bali program. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And now that there's a scholarship, hopefully starting next year, do you think this will impact the program a lot? Yes. <laughs> so we have um, uh, a new scholarship um, that's specifically for travel to the Far East. Um, and Bali being, of course, one of those. Um, and then luckily the scholarship this time just goes straight to the students. So um, it should really be helpful. And you know, Bali is uh, still one of the inexpensive places to go and travel. Uh, so we're hoping that we can keep uh, still attracting students um, and just giving students this experience that's like no place else in the world. You know, and it's hard to find now these cultures um, that haven't been westernized, that haven't been influenced by, you know, what they're seeing on television and things like that. Um, the Balinese really, they have securely and, and steadfastly, I think with some effort, held on to their uh, traditions. And so that's really what, that's really what uh, makes this place so special, I think. You know, aside from just being awesomely beautiful. <laughs> it doesn't course. hurt. Well, thank you, Anne, for joining me today and talking about the beautiful island of Bali on Hello Hilltop. If you are interested in studying abroad with Anne, please find further information on the SMU Abroad website 
or email awestwick at mail.smu.edu with any additional questions. Yes, I'm happy always to talk about Bali. Give me a call <laughs> or an email. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to catch our other podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and more. Make sure to follow us on social by visiting our Facebook and Instagram accounts at SMU Hello Hilltop, where you can find behind-the-scenes info and upcoming podcasts. Until next time, we'll see you on the hilltop.